All right. And so this is thankful with Tammy. I was explaining to you before. Okay. The no, it's a November series. Okay. It's dedicated to highlighting creatives in the area that we are thankful for. Okay. And so this first episode, um, I have a very special guest. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're too funny. Um, talented writer, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Um, met in college. Uh, introduce yourself for the people. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris James. Um, you know, she she you know she blew some smoke up me with the talented writer, but you know I am a writer. Um, okay. I definitely. Um, I am a writer. You know, yes, you are I'm a writer. A writer. Um, and you have two first names. Own it. <laughs> yes, Chris I James. Have two first names. <laughs> Crazy thing about that. Um, so. My name was originally Chris Ray. A lot of people kind of know me by that. Uh, I did change my last name to James. People have always asked, like, why do you, why, where did James come from? My father's last name is James. Okay. I wanted to be my father's son. Boom, gotcha. There you go. All right. So, yeah, it makes sense then. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone would fight you on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I am, um, I'm, I'm writing a book, um, you know that that definitely has been a process. Um, I literally just maybe two days ago ran into a hiccup where I had to bring it back to production. But you know I'm I'm still we're, we're making it work. You know I mean hopefully I'm I'm looking at a. Ooh, now, but let's save let's save all that. Okay, okay. I'm Not sorry. to cut you I'm off, sorry. but let's let's save okay, that. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. But explain like your background. You know, who okay. are you? Where are you from? Let's give your age. If you want to lie, they're not fact checking. There know. you go. Do um, what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> so I am 26. Um, I am a military kid. I was born in San Antonio, uh, but we've kind of moved all over. Um, a lot of my roots are in New Orleans, though. You know, my dad's side of the family is there, and I just that just feels like home for me. So when anyone ever asks me, like, where are you from? I always say New Orleans because that was home for me. Okay. Um, I, I have lived in San Antonio for a long stretch of my life, but like I said, if you, I mean, you're from San Antonio, so you know it's this difference. I, you know, I was a military kid, and then I transitioned into public school. It was, it was kind of like a weird little but you know yeah um but yeah um i ran track at texas state um i threw parties at texas state you, know, you may have heard a few of them might have um, been at one or two maybe maybe you know, every now and then if i wasn't doing homework there you go <laughs> um and you know i just i've always kind of had a hand in something creative as far as like just my upbringing Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like so that's that's just my background. I'm, you know, moved moved out to Houston. Got a beautiful wife, beautiful home. You know, that's, congratulations! Look at you, you thank stunt. You, thank you. I know, a little bad. It's <laughs> like beautiful slight, wife, beautiful slight, home. You know, you know slight, just no. living my best life. There you go. Maybe <laughs> just you know something light. You know, <laughs> you're too funny, and you're a man of the culture too. I know. I see you on the timeline chiming in roasting me for my likes and dislikes oh man because if no one knows i know tammy is in love with drake oh my god uh, there's nothing wrong with it i, like I am drake. miss graham i like drake too but 
there's a there's there's a point where you like somebody and then you're like oblivious to no, everything else. Don't do me. I'm very I'm very aware of his I mistakes. I, I have you. the internet. <laughs> it's 2018. I'm Yo. aware. He out here cheating on me. Oh, okay, God. but um, a whole baby. <laughs> stop it. A whole baby. A whole baby on me, Drake. Oh, but man. we're gonna we're gonna move past that. There you go. Um. But yeah, don't fault me for my likes. Hey, what are look. what are some of your likes? Um, favorite rapper? Who you got? Favorite rapper? Man, or just a few, if you can't narrow it down. Yeah, I mean, because that's. I know, because every a, time I ask that, people, oh my gosh, I can't answer that. Yeah, like I just asked them I, I their guess, social security number. I, I guess I, I guess I'll go off of what album am I sitting with the longest right now? And to be completely honest with you, I'll have to say. Uh, uh, I like. It's not Astro World. Nah, it's not. KLD. It's not Astro World. It's not KLD. It's actually um, Scorpion. We got it. Let's move on to the next question. No. Nah, <laughs> not, not even Scorpion. Though. <laughs> I, I'd have to say, uh, what's his name? He's a, the rapper from. Um, uh, wow, I can't. I forget his is name. Is he young? Is he old? Nah, nah, Light he, uh, skin, dark the, the skin. The Crip from uh, He's Los a Crip. Angeles. Um, Crip, Crip, Crip. Who's a Crip from L.A.? There's uh, Vince Staples. Nah, not Vince Staples. Okay. The other guy. YG's not a Crip. Not He's YG. a blood. The other, <laughs> one. the other one. Oh, man. I can't. I'm blanking. I'm blanking, too. I got his album in my... Uh, Pull it up. We've got to... Now his, we have to know. I got his album in my phone. And Don't worry. If it takes long, we'll edit it out. No, you're good. No. <laughs> Uh, Nipsey Hustle. There oh, you go. Nipsey. Victory Lap? Yes, Victory Lap. Yo, that is album of the year. I don't care what no one says. Okay. There's other albums that have come out. Astro World, Scorpion. Um, J-Rock's album was pretty good. Mm, Redemption. Um, KLD's pretty good. There's a couple mm-hmm. EPs that drop. First of all, what is an EP nowadays? Because it's, it's an album. I don't care what it says. <laughs> the EP is a new mixtape. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um... If I have to say who I'm listening to the most right now, it'd have to be Nipsey Hussle. Just just because, you know, his sound is so it's so LA and that's just kind of you rarely ever hear a rapper who just embraces where he's from and just embraces the sound, just goes deep into it. You know? So that's your rapper of the year and album of the year, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. He just embodies it to the extent that. Wow! Just, yeah, you know, because Kendrick's in there also. He has a song with Kendrick on the uh, on the album called Dedication, mm-hmm. and that song just flows like just you just driving down the streets in LA. It's just it's, it's an amazing just album all all the way through, and that's how I judge albums. That's how I judge like my favorite artists at the time is okay. The body of work you put out, can I listen to it from track one to track whatever and mm-hmm. have no skips because. You may do this as well, but as soon as you start skipping certain songs, you say, okay, hey, it's it's good, but I skipped 3, 9, and 12. Yeah. So I can't say it's the best album because I've skipped 3, 9, and 12. So. Exactly. But I was just having this conversation with a coworker the other day and about skipping on first listens. I don't skip on first listens. I don't know what beat switch up's going to happen at the end of the no. songs nowadays. No. <laughs> I don't know no. what random feature that wasn't listed that's hidden in the song, you know? And so. <laughs> I feel bad because I did that with Astro. And I actually did it with uh, Sicko Mode. Oh, and, uh, see? Didn't even know the whole I didn't, three so, songs you know, in one. <laughs> it was my partner. I remember my partner hit me because we, you know, we were in our group chat he was just like yo 
Astro World lit. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll listen to it in the whip because mm-hmm. I got to get the you know the whole feel of it. Exactly. And I wasn't. Don't know nobody kill me now. I just I wasn't feeling like it just didn't feel cohesive to me because I, I felt. You know, I guess that's just what Travis Scott is. It's it's a bunch of you know, the grunge sound, the the heavy basses. I, I mean, I understand that, but I definitely felt you know he was. He was going for the theme park kind of like, I'm gonna take you on a roller coaster with the album, mm-hmm. and I see that. So if, if by that, okay, yeah, there is a, you know, cohesiveness with that. But mm-hmm. song to song, I I didn't feel, I guess. There's no tie-in. There you go. So, I I definitely caught myself on first listen, second mm-hmm. listen, skipping to the songs that I like. I knew that I liked. Mm-hmm. So I got to sicko mode. The beginning was like, okay, yeah, I was I was rocking with it with the Drake intro, cool. But then I, I would skip after like that first bar, mm-hmm. and then my boy was like, "Yo, like sickle mode is live." I'm like, "What you? I mean, it's straight, but it ain't like like just fired." Until I let the whole song ride, and you're missing so much. That beat drop hit me. I was like, "Okay, you got me, Travis. I see what you were doing with that. Okay, I like that." Um, they actually they dropped a video too. The video was live. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like the. Because um, I'm not going to be the person to kill you for not liking Astral because I'm a person who still hasn't listened to the whole album in its entirety. Yeah, and I don't think so has to be, if they say they have, they're lying. I feel I feel like it's a hard listen mm-hmm. just because of how uncohesive it is. But yeah. I feel like that's exactly what he was going for. You know, the whole Astral know. World theme. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. It's you just you come paint in splatter and you come right a ride. Exactly. You know I mean? It's just throwing things on a wall and it's working for him because we love the theatrics of it the craziness and like the switch ups and all this stuff because it elevates us it excites us you know and so I feel like he's getting by with that but I will say and this can be a topic um I feel like he's lacking in artistry by doing that because he hasn't proven to me that he can make like a project these are just a bunch of like hits like thrown on like this is now 200 and whatever (laughs) but i think travis has always been that though i don't think he's ever been the rapper i mean you can go that's true but then you're i feel like then you're missing that puzzle piece to being an artist but i mean i so i i guess my question is does every artist have to be that though like does every artist have to have the the album that you look to twenty years down the road, and it's like, okay, this is where this was your, like, this was you. Because if you if you think about it, if you if say we brought we go twenty years down the road mm-hmm. and we look back at Astro World and what you just said, that he, he wasn't the rapper that was cohesive. He wasn't the rapper that put together a project. This might be his his album that's kind of like, yo, this is who I was as an artist. Because you can look at like. I, I always get into this argument about, you know, who's the greatest rapper alive. And I mean, cool, whatever. We all have our own, you know, personal preference. But mm-hmm. I look at it as, okay, hey, what one album do they have that embodies them as an artist? Mm-hmm. So you look at Nas, people will probably say Illmatic, you know, because mm-hmm. he spent time with that. Or, you know, with Jay-Z, they may say The Blueprint too. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it boils down to preference and yeah. what you prefer. And so I like getting something that that strings together, that ties in. It's cohesive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one of my favorite projects this year. I don't know if you're familiar with Amine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's a younger arti- artist, I believe. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I is saw he a Ethiopian? Yeah, I saw a video um, of his. Yeah, I need to talk about it. Yeah. yeah, and so... Like a um, car wash? Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, Reel It In. Yeah. Um, that's his song. And so he has a project called 1.5, and I feel like it's very cohesive. He used a lot of the same producers. Um, T. Watt is one of the main producers throughout the tape. And it just, it all sounds like him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was a nice showcase of his talent because it all strung in together. And when it comes to ASAP, or I'm sorry, ASAP, uh, <laughs> Travis Scott, I feel like it's it's a lot of, like I was saying, just throwing things at the wall and then picking the things that work yeah. versus like really building something that sounds like you. Yeah, so... I mean, you, you, you. But that, like you said, that that may be him, and I can't fault him on that for being that crazy of a person. That yeah. it just may be something I don't understand. Yeah. You know, I think. I mean, I guess that's why Victory Lap just sits with me so much. Because, like I said, you you clearly see Nipsey went into the studio and was like, "Okay, this is who I am," and I think this yeah. is that's his defining. That's why people love the album so much because it's like this is Nipsey. That's true. Okay, and so let's let's talk about R and B for a little bit. Okay, real quick. What are, are you a fan of R and B? I am listen? a fan of R and B. Okay, I hate the phrase. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to like jump over as far as your topics, but I hate the phrase R and B is dead. Oh, because preach R and B is not dead. I mean, R and B is like any. When any, someone says that, how do you um, digest that? What do you take so, that as? What I think. What are people I, saying when they say I, that? I understand where they're coming from when they say R&B is dead because we're no longer in the 90s era of R&B. And what I mean by the 90s R&B, like the, you know, the, the, the strong vocals, the, the great production, now R&B is more so kind of like the, the seductive beat and kind of like the artist or singer slow talking over it. I think the, the, the best person to kind of think of what R&B is now, and I hate to say this, but it's like, like the Rihanna kind of artist because she's really not R&B but her beats are depending on like what song you find Mm -hmm. it's really slow and she's just kind of like seductively talking over the beat and that's what Hmm. really R&B is like like The Weeknd like The Weeknd I feel like he could definitely get out there and give us vocals maybe depending on who you talk to Mm -hmm. but (laughs) depending on what microphone he's using there you go you know what I mean what pitch but mm-hmm. I, I think, I think he realized that people nowadays really just want vibe out music. They'll go to the '90s music when they want like the the love, or they'll go like to the '70s. Like R&B. we already have enough of that. Yeah, they want a different sound from today. Mm-hmm. So I don't think R and B is dead. I think R and B is just catering to people's taste for today's music. Now, don't get me wrong, I do think there is a need for more artists who give you, like, vocals, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can't just always be, okay, Beyonce, Adele, like, we need more of those artists because it, it, it rounds out the, you know, the genre. Um, I have a co-host with Tea with Tammy, um, mm-hmm. S. Miller, he was stating R&B is dead, and mm-hmm. he was arguing me mm-hmm. on that on an episode, and he was saying, similar to your reason, but not really, because you were saying how it's just like slow-talking, seductive on a beat that sounds nice. He was saying how R&B is dead is because it's so mixed and colluded with rap. Everyone's sing-rapping, and it's like no one's a <laughs> yeah. pure singer anymore. Yeah. You have to Ty throw in sign. some... Exactly, Ty Dollar Sign, Bryce, and t- like it's trap. So, like, you yeah. know, they're mixing so much of the rap in it to where nothing sounds 
sounds like pure R&B and that R&B is now dead now because you can't you can't just get that if you want to seek that but I was arguing him on that because I believe there's still some artists out there who are true to this genre who aren't gonna rap because some people genuinely can't rap and one of my examples exactly one of my examples was Eric Bellinger because he got in a beef with Tory Lanez Tory Lanez put out a rap diss track Eric Billinger sings back to him because yeah. he's not a rapper. Yeah. He's a singer. He was like, no, you know what? But I'm still going to respond, though. Yo, that's wild, though. <laughs> like, how your partners be in the studio? I right, fam, kill him. <laughs> and you in there. You ain't shit. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, come on, fam. But it was really good. Yeah, no, he I, had no, three I heard verses. it. I heard it, yeah. And I was like, yo, like, why do I like this? <laughs> like, you had that moment. It was like, yo, all right, Eric. I feel, but you singing to me, fam. Exactly. Like, like, pick yourself as Tory Lanez listening to that. Like, <laughs> that's gave, why he didn't respond. You gave this man bars, and he hits you back with a, a R and B <laughs> diss track. I'm not even in the studio. Like, I mean, he was killing me, but damn, like, you, you like, what do I do? <laughs> his partner's like, you know that that meme that. That's right. that meme. His boys was giving him that. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh man, but no. Um, <laughs> I think as far as R and B goes, I think so. I do agree with him as far as you know the whole trap soul. But I, even with that though, like that, that is just a, a byproduct of artists. I think realizing that, you know, catering to what people ca- want right now. You know they mean? want it, both on a song, so might as well give them an artist who yeah. can deliver now, both. That is a slippery slope though, because you, you know the the genre gets congested with thousand artists who think they can do that. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to be Drake. Yeah. Because my co-host said he's the one who killed R&B because he kind of really <laughs> capitalized the most off yeah, of he really being the singer sing. rap. He exactly. Could, but, but now he's, he's marketed himself to be both. Yeah. And now every artist feels like, well, damn, he's getting two checks now. He got an A and a B side. But I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, everybody wants to be Drake, but, Everybody and I mean can't be Drake. Everybody can't be Drake because although I I'm always the biggest proponent that Drake can't sing, mm-hmm. but Drake has mastered the ability of being able to ride a beat and a melody. Now if you can't he do can that, finesse a beat. there you go. If you can't do that, you have no business trying to get out there because you know like like Kevin Gates or like there's a lot of artists out there that mid song will hit you with a. With a were you singing? Like, was that was that what you were trying to like? Exactly. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I like Kevin Gates, and I like your Ty Dolla Signs, <laughs> and I like your. But for each uh for each of the Kevin Gates and the Ty Dolla Signs, there's a rapper sitting in his home who was like, like you said, like, all right, that's how my song needs to get hot, and mm-hmm. your vocals might not be there as much auto tune that you put on it. It's not exactly. It's not gonna be what's up. But as far as like R and B goes. I, had, I mean, I had this similar debate with uh, one of my friends, and he brought up um, Jeremiah and um, what's the new kid who did the LMA? Uh, oh, Jacquees. Jacquees. So he was like, this is what R&B is today. It's like one dude who can only put out a good song if it's in the studio. Like, mm. only is, like, Jer- and I had, I like Jeremiah, but he, he can only put out studio R&B. If mm-hmm. you hear Jeremiah sing live... It's so unfortunate. I I love him as an artist, but that's just what it's come to. Yeah. Um, whether it be because he drinks, smokes, whatever, but it's just not. And I was like, yo, okay. I understand that there's artists who can only give you that quality in the studio. Mm-hmm. I can't hold 
they just probably don't need to tour. Like, just just give me albums. Just give me. That singles. might be why he has so many issues with touring. Exactly. Because he Maybe. probably can't. Perform live in the first place. Uh, <laughs> and then with Jacquees, it's kind of like he he embodies the I'm a thug, but I sing. Mm-hmm. And I think even with him, he's At four ha- feet tall. There you go. But even with him, I think <laughs> like because I'm cool with a lot of people who like who are in his camp, and you can tell they're struggling with how do we brand that because. Mm. Because it's like you're getting a Birdman co-sign, but exactly. you're like trying to seduce us. You know so it's mean? like, what is it? What, like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's, it, it's been hard for him to catch on. And you, you can tell because I think the biggest thing for him was like when he did the, the remix of LMA's song, he should have capitalized on that. Not to capitalize on her song, but go, okay, hey, I'm dropping an, like an EP or a mixtape. I think he waited so long. He has so a whole long. album that dropped this year. I know him. Where I mean exactly where, where the marketing for it was has, horrible. Like exactly. he marketed more the LMA thing than he did his own album. Like yo, like confusing. As an artist, specifically as an R and B artist, you have to be mindful that the clock is moving really fast. He's falling into the footsteps of Lloyd. Lloyd had this. Yeah, like Lloyd man. had some hits though. Like I will give him that. Like then he got on that Little Wayne song and just. And, but it was hard to kind of mark it. It's just like, are you kind of like a thug? You got the braids straight back. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, it's Fuck that hood RB. Exactly. And yeah. so it's that transition of like, of goals. Well, how are you trying to see yeah. yourself? But to wrap up the R&B conversation, what's your R&B, like artist of the year or album of the year? Who are you jamming the most? Um, Who's great this year? I love, I liked LMA's album. Yeah. People are killing me on it. I think half of it's really good. The yeah. other half is like, mm. She but talk, I feel I think like she talks too much on it. Oh yeah, I definitely you know? skip all the talking. Yeah, <laughs> and that Chris Brown feature was very disappointing. Yeah, it but was. um, but I think Chris Brown I just, it. I think he just has like verses tucked away in a, in a safe, and it's just like, I right, bet here you go. Oh yeah, you got the bag here. Yeah, I don't think he. I think if Chris Brown would have like went in and was like, okay, hey, let's build the song, would have been mm-hmm. better. Side note, but I think people are actually starting to realize that. Having a Chris Brown feature isn't going to give you a guaranteed hit. That was the case for like a minute. Yeah. But right now it's not because yeah. Remy Ma did it this year with yeah. Pretty Brown Skin but, or, or Melanin. But, but, that didn't work. I think. Dave East tried it. He kind of almost had it, but it didn't work. And yeah. then again with LMA, it's not working. I think that's because of what you just said. They was like, okay, I'm going to just throw Chris Brown on the song. Mm-hmm. When before it was just them saying, okay, hey, yo, Chris, come in. Let's, Work let's, with Chris Brown. Let's, let's build the song up. And I think Chris even realized that. He was just like, that's fine. Here you go. Give uh, me the bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think as It might be as, Chris's fault. <laughs> you know, maybe. But I think as far as like album of the year or my artist, um, you know, I, I don't really, and I hate to say this, I don't really have one because I've caught myself like listening to you know, I'll find an artist just like on Twitter and like they'll have a song off from 2015 and I just fall in love with like Gallant mm-hmm. um, or, mm. you know, Luke James. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. Um, He's a very talented actor too. Or uh, Brent Fez. Mm, yes, uh, his new know, EP. It was, I like, I like him, but I, I would prefer the Sonder sound that he brings because mm. when, he's, when he's by himself, I don't know. I just no, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really feel his own project, but the Saunders. I feel like project. he should do more features. Yeah, because that. 
Because when that, he did the crew, that crew right? The I feel like he can do that ever. a few more times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he didn't when that he was made hot. That song. You take him off that song, it's not possible. Exactly. And I don't know why he's not featuring. But, um, we'll see. but I think if I had to like narrow it down, it would honestly be someone like. Um, Dang, that's tough. <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. I really don't have one because, like I said, I'm just I'm just hey, I won't I'm cherry you on it. I'm cherry picking right but now. But let's transition. It's November okay. now. We have things to be thankful for. We do. Thanksgiving we do. is right around the corner. It is. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? <laughs> Please tell me so I can. All right, so I'm weird. So I <laughs> so I can judge you. No, I'm weird. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I I like mac and cheese and I like mashed potatoes but I mix them together oh I make a little, you're a mixer on I your do, plate I make it one little concoction <laughs> and the people just be looking at you nasty yep and I don't care <laughs> I do not care right <laughs> they already know I'm going in and I'm going straight to the mac and cheese <laughs> it's gotta be baked though with the crumbs on top cause if it's not okay. it ain't look like you already know yo I went to a uh, I went to a Thanksgiving potluck one year for I, I hate you that, said you the know. word potluck. I'm, you know, so that I'm was, doubting that was this story. That was my first mistake. I went to a potluck <laughs> for a company. Ugh. So, you Blue. know, bless this, bless this young woman's heart. I'm not going to, you know, identify what culture she was from. Mm. But, you know. <laughs> I feel like we know. She had a ceramic container, you know, I and mean? I was like, okay, that's, that's live. Cool, got you. What's in there? She's like, oh, it's mac and cheese casserole i said what how do you make a mac and cheese casserole because by definition isn't mac and cheese already a casserole exactly so you're just baking the mac and cheese yeah so how do you make a mac and cheese like why please do you, don't tell me there was like broccoli in it why do you add on other stuff <laughs> like, well, you know i have what was it, it was like it was uh broccoli Cut up lettuce. Oh my! It was just oh all kind of just stuff in there that I was like, "Yo, why is this in my mac and cheese?" Random things from the garden. Exactly. I was like, "Yo, like what? Like what was your vision when you were like, you know, I'm gonna kill him with this mac and cheese castle?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, and my thing is like, you know, when like something's nasty because you like look around the room and like mm-hmm. everybody's face is like, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean that's, but people. Certain people, I was gonna say white people, I'm yeah. gonna say certain people, um, treat mac and cheese like a pasta, and so they it's think not. exactly, but they'll treat it like that because it's noodles, and yeah. so they'll throw in all this other stuff that you may typically put in a yeah. pasta. Oh, hamburger meat was in it. There you go. I'm so, oh, I, I couldn't think of so what she was. made hamburger helper for y'all yeah, with some lettuce made, in it, yeah. So it, it, had, <laughs> uh, it had broccoli, hamburger meat. Um, I, there was no, it was, it was broccoli, hamburger meat, and then you know, mac and cheese would. You might need to drop her Addy. I might have to fight her. That's, yeah, that that was, don't even that make sense. Most, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, no, there's other things, but that was that's like top ten. <laughs> okay, okay, but back to the best stuff. You said mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mashed potatoes. Mashed okay, potatoes are you looking forward a, for the day? I am with a side of... See, I don't eat pork, but... Like ham. I don't... Yo, my mom does it on purpose because she knows I don't eat pork. <laughs> like, no, nah, real talk. So she I, got the know, honey I, glaze on it? Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't eat pork for like, you know, for health reasons because yeah. you know, I have like high blood sugar in my family, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, you're smart. But, you know, I try. But on Thanksgiving, 
My mom does it on purpose. She <laughs> she she waits she waits until I you know I get home, you know, <laughs> and the ham is just sitting on the island, and I'm just like I walk in, just I don't notice it at showcasing first. Showcasing it, you know, you know, I, I don't notice it at first. <laughs> She's like, "Hey, Chris, you want to come into the kitchen?" I'm like. Alright, what's up mama? How you doing? How you doing? And like she's like so our island literally like it faces when you walk into the living room, the island faces the entryway. You can't miss it. So she's sitting there, hands on both ends of the island. How's your day? I'm like, yo, you gotta stop doing this because you do this every year. You get me me every year. You want a piece of ham? (laughs) She ready with the slice. I already got the little got a plate already. Don't tell tell one of the little kids I'm getting like I I tried the piece. Now I'm, I'm making my plate. I got three slices of ham. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but nah. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is a, uh, you know, the cra- crazy thing is though Thanksgiving in like the black community is a, like a, we show out. Yeah, we do, and it's not even just to sit in the living room. As people, <laughs> as people got like conscious about like the the holiday itself, mm. I don't even think black people really cared about you know. We're not doing it for... Oh, yeah, no, the backstory. We're not doing it for that. We're doing it because it's uh, the family it's a gathering. together. Yeah, it's a de facto family reunion. Mm-hmm. You, you eat family with your family, then you go eat family, eat food at, like, your your cousin down the street. You know what I think what happens on Thanksgiving? People try to live out the movie Soul Food, and they're like, well, we get the family together. Exactly. We're going to try and get the big table. We're going to sit at it. We're going to yeah. be a fan. Like, you know, they try to live out their little cliche yeah. version of, like, a nice little family gathering. Because my family really doesn't do that often, mm-hmm. but for holidays. And so mm-hmm. it's something to look forward to. And it's crazy, though. I mean, I don't want to, like, deviate off of Thanksgiving, but it's crazy that we only get together for those big, mm-hmm. big moments. I had, I had that talk with my family a while ago. Like, yo, like, I see my cousins twice a year. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, but... There's some cousins you only need to see. This is true. Year. This is definitely true. <laughs> you don't need to see. You know I, mean? I, don't I don't need to see all my cousins. I only cousins. see Ricky. They've been in prison three times. It, right, you know exactly. I, mean? you know I got mean? some cousins now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, I, I have that. nine uncles and aunts from mm-hmm. just my grandmother on one side. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> you know, there's lots going you got on. A family. Got you. Got you. <laughs> but what are some things that you're thankful for? And oh. it could be big, small, little, okay. creative. Um. Yeah, yeah, just name like two things you're thankful for. Uh man, I'm I go recent right now then. Um I'm thankful for um like I said, me and my wife just bought a home. Um Stunt. That was no nah, not even though, because like that was for for the new home buyers out there, like I would definitely say go in prepared because once you drop that money, you are depleted. <laughs> so I'm thankful for family because family definitely stepped in and helped us out because mm. without them, it would have not been possible. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful moves though. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, On your you know, HGTV stuff. There you go. Um, but no, it was, it was definitely a, I'm, I'm thankful for family specifically in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, I'm also thankful that, excuse me, that, um, you know, I've been a lot of the time to be creative because, like I mentioned, I am writing a book. I am trying to put a collective together. I am, you know, trying to move in that direction creatively. So I'm definitely thankful that my current life schedule allows me to be creative because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't have that, the pleasures of being able to come home and then, 
you know, distress and get right back to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful that I have that opportunity to kind of build my own brand while also working a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think those are the two things that I'm really thankful for. In the and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned you writing because we got to talk about that before you go. Um, <laughs> okay. Because you're working on, you know, like you mentioned before, because I cut you off because I wanted to save it for the end. So, it's all great. <laughs> so, it's all great. so that would be the last thing on people's minds Enjoy before that. they, you know, turn this off. Yeah. Um, like, what are you working on? What's the piece called? When okay. is it coming? Give us all the details. Spill the tea. All right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the book is called Memoirs of a Man. Um, okay. Little backstory on it. It started out as just kind of my my short stories and just characters that I had kind of experienced in my life, things that I've been through. Um, and one day I was just like, "Yo, let me just let me write a book. Let me put it together." Um, not gonna lie, it started out real trash, um, as of all things do until you kind of like put structure to it. Growth. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. So once I got once I got to the point where I knew I had something, um, you know, I gave it a title, um, and it just kind of took a life of its own. And, you know, it, I like to call it a, it's a story driven by experiences. And what I mean by that is as, a, as men, we don't talk about our emotional experiences. We don't talk about things that, you know, cause us grief or, that you know put us in situations where we're you know vulnerable so with the book i wanted to address those kind of things and with you know within the guise of a story plot all that kind of good stuff but you know each character kind of embodies different things in you know the male kind of mindset of what we go through um I caught myself because I was definitely writing towards one crowd. So I diversified my characters as far as like, you know, I added women in there. I, you know, I had to say like, I added women, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I sprinkled in some women. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, so as I was making it a story, like, no, as no, I was yes. making it a story, I was very conscious. Like, yo, yeah. this book is reading like a manual and I don't mm-hmm. want it to read that way. I want it to, be, I want to write a book. You so. wanted it to be the cast, that remake of Cinderella? <laughs> sure. With brain, yes, you know, Cinderella. Like an yeah, Asian definitely. person, a black person, a white but, person. But no, so, but in, in all seriousness, though, like, you know, that was a good thing for me to do because it allowed me to flesh out the story because each character played a role, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so like I said, each each character definitely is a person or trope that I've seen in my life. Mm. Um, okay, I'm gonna find myself in this book. You might. Don't let me find out. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted everybody to read the book and take away from it like, okay, yo, I'm I see Jamal, that's me or I'm Weston or I'm Logan or you know what I mean? Cause, you know, I want people to read the book and be like, okay, hey, I, I see myself as that character because I understand what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that was honestly what the book was because I wanted it to be a, a you know, just a book that you kind of digested and was like, okay, yeah, I like the story. You can identify with. There you go. Cause mm-hmm. I think those are the best books because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can sit with it, you can put it down, you can pick it back up. I know for me, writing the book, I, I didn't want to... I didn't want to have a reader have to force the like the setting on like because when when you watch a movie, 
and you see the explosions, you see the character development, like you're watching it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When you're reading a book, you're creating all of that in your mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to make that difficult for the reader when they were reading the book. So that was definitely a struggle for me, kind of overcoming, okay, hey, how do I... I know what I'm saying, but I want to make sure that when the reader's reading it, they know what I'm saying, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, the book... I'm def I'm going through the editing process now. Um, shout out to my editor; she's a great, you know, great editor. Um, but just kind of talking with her, I'm probably going to release it sometime either late December, early January. I'm kind of playing with that. It was originally supposed to get released in November, but upon talking with her and kind of like being realistic as far as okay, hey, how does it read? Here's what you know our thoughts were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever want to put anything out that's not a direct reflection of me. Mm-hmm. So if it's not quality, it's not coming out. Make sure it's right. There you go. Make sure um, it's right. So how long has this process been? This like this whole if you had to count from, since day one, you're like I'm writing a book to, till now. Um, about a year and a half. So I need some insight as a writer too. Yeah. You know? it, Just curious. It definitely. Like I mentioned, the, the the characters like just kind of like writing writing stuff out. Mm-hmm. I started that in college. Okay. So if we want to go way back then, it's been maybe five years because mm-hmm. just slowly piecing things. Yeah, together. yeah. I mean, because like I, I definitely went back because I mean I keep a journal of like all my my notes or my you know my my ideas and what like not that. So Lovely. I I definitely one day just sat down and was like, yo, like, oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's that's cool too. And, you know, the actual book itself, probably a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, I was working for Enterprise and it was like, a, I hated that job. Mm. No, no shop, no, no, you know, I love Enterprise, cool, whatever. But <laughs> working for Enterprise is a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, it, I, I got to a point where I just didn't like my job anymore and you know I, I wasn't in a space where I could be creative I was very confined to you wake up you work you come home you go to sleep you repeat I've never been a was person. that like Squidward on Spongebob exactly yes yeah. that was my life and I I caught myself hating everything about like even the smallest things just got me aggravated mm. and one day I was like you know what I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. You know, smart man. And I, I fell back on what, you know, how I cope. I started writing, mm. you know, I, I went back one day. I was like, See you know, how that all works. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So I just like, yo, I, I, let me just put stuff together. I got to 5,000 words. I was like, okay, I got me a little blog post. I got to 10,000 words. I was like, okay, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Got to twenty thousand words. I was like, okay. I mean, I got me like a little, little short story play, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I quit my job for Enterprise, and I was a month in between starting for my new company. And I jumped from twenty thousand to forty thousand words in a matter of a month. Mm-hmm. And that was the realization for me that okay, hey, it, this, this is it. it. I want this is this. it, Chief. There you go. <laughs> I, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And ever since then it's just come I, I think that's what the that is what the mental hurdle is as soon as you you get over that hurdle everything else just becomes so much easier for you because I've always had ideas of writing you know scripts 
plays, books, but I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to start. Mm -hmm. So with this book, this is why this book is so near and dear to me and why I'm so like protective of like releasing it is because this is really my first entry in like this is my I'm dipping this is my, your child. You know, I'm dipping my foot in the pool. It's like, <laughs> all right, is it, all right, I'm cool, you know what I mean? Because right, yeah. my next book I've already, I already got the characters. I already Look have like I, like I have it. I'm just waiting to finish with my baby so I can get to yeah. So you can start that family. You know, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, like that's that's that. Like I said, um, once I kind of finish editing the final draft, it'll go into production, and then you know I, I definitely have a. Um, a pre-order up right now for the hard copy. Mm -hmm. um, $5 for the hard copy pre-order. That goes towards the cost of the book. Um, just a little hindsight, the hard copy is not going to be anything like 40 Like No, it's going to be a reasonable amount. Uh, somewhere in the range of 15 It just depends on how many words it ends up. Um, the reason why I put up the pre-order is because I wanted to see how many copies I need to order. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, boys got bills to pay. You can't just exactly. can't just say, "Oh, I want to drop two hundred hard copies and only sell 10. So, mm. um, but yeah, as far as like release date, that's definitely I'm I'm definitely looking for a December release date on that. But aside from the book, um, not even aside from the book, writing and writing the book, you know, I was looking for a network or like resources. Like, yo, like I need an editor. Who has an editor? I need help making a website. Yo, I need to build a marketing plan. Um, and it frustrated me because, you know, I had to search really hard to find something that really shouldn't have taken as much time mm -hmm. if there was something that I could just go to. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of where the website came from. Um, it originally started as just kind of like a vehicle to drive my book. But as I was writing the book and I kind of realized, like, yo, I know I'm not the only person looking for mm -hmm. help in certain areas. Let so me you just... have a website. It's called? Thewritershome.com. And it's it acts as a hub yeah. of different types of writing or creative resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And things that can intrigue people and entertain people as well mm -hmm. as help people. Yeah. Right? So I call it, I finally got my pitch together. It's the LinkedIn for black creatives. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say that, because I, I was originally going to say Facebook, but sometimes you get on Facebook and you just be seeing some wild stuff. And I yeah. don't I don't want <laughs> the website to be that. So LinkedIn's more of the, the mindset where I'm going. Yeah. So, but with that though, like every, I, I put it in a, I built the site in a way, shout out to the, you know, Naomi in, a, in Houston actually built the site for me, All She and Co., great chick she has a book out as well um but as far as like the website goes i wanted to build it in a way that gave creatives a platform to showcase their their talent their gift while also allowing a member or whoever comes to the site to be able to navigate it to see okay hey what what does this person have going on what does this person have going on um I need an editor. Oh, there's an editor who has a page on there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I need a photographer. Oh, there's a photographer on there. Oh, there's another photographer on there. So if, depending on where you are, um, your podcast, you know, you, 
I'm very thankful that you're a contributor to the website. I, I wanted to build a site to where people could go to and get fed black creativity because I, I feel like we don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of build a network because just people always ask me, so what's your five-year goal? What's your 10-year goal with it? I mean, to be completely honest, I didn't think in those terms while I was building it. Mm-hmm. But now that it's kind of ready to, I guess, have uh, a life of its own, mm-hmm. I definitely see it being, like I said, a LinkedIn for black creatives where people just... I love that. You know, they come on and y'all... Just for black anything, really. There you go. You I know think know I mean? there needs to be a, a black hub exactly. for all it should these be different BET. areas. It should be BET. This is definitely <sighs> a dig at BET. But once Listen, got on... let's have a brief little mini chat yeah. real quick. Just like two minutes. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to have this conversation. Yeah. And it's like no one really cares at the end of the day. But yeah. BET should be doing more as an entertainment basis. But, I know they have a different like... entertainment television. Exactly. I, get it, I don't no. know who owns it. I don't it's know Viacom. all... Yeah, Viacom. and so... There could be so much more Man, for us. There's when you talk about BET, you can like black cooking shows, exactly like black like sports podcasts. Shows. Like there's no. Uh, it makes me so mad that a lot of our black creative, like lo- the big name creatives, go to like Spotify or they go to Apple, and it's like, yo, BET has mm-hmm. the networks. They have the platform. They have the people. Like, yo, why don't you just like? When you go Imagine, to BET.com, it's uh-huh. so trash. Oh, very. It's so trash. It's very, because like, I tried like, to watch the ciphers on there, and I gave up and had to go to YouTube. You know what I mean? It's so trash. It's <laughs> the like, navigation like, of it like, is just... Your interface sucks. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. So, when you when you talk about BET, you can... And I, and I have this conversation, like, this actual conversation with people. It's like, you can, you can go down the conspiracy lane, mm. or you can stay grounded in realism and say it's money-based. I kind of dabble in both because I feel like... What's the conspiracy side? So the conspiracy Let's side... Let's just make this a topic. Let's yeah, there yeah. you go. The conspiracy of black entertainment television. I think when BET was black-owned, it was definitely heavy as far as like black content. You had, you know, you had Tiger's show, um, you know, the, the Big Ticker show. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhapsody the Basement. Rap, Rhapsody the Basement. You had CeCe's World. Of course, is, the original like 106 in Park. Exactly. Yeah. You, you had... Like the the viewer interaction was there. People mm-hmm. felt that was black entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the you had the reality show college was it college, college hill? hill college Baldwin hill Hills. there you go yeah you had hell date there you go you had um, they they dabbled in kind of the like the freestyling with the one hundred six in park. Obviously, mm-hmm. you had you know. Uh, the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, you even had BET uncut. Like they they touched so uncut, many different. Love. There you go. They touched so many different avenues, and that was like when BET was like, "Yo, I when I got home from school, mm-hmm. you turn one hundred six and park on. You, you do your homework, right? You listen to the music, and then they play a little black movie afterwards. You know or what I mean? The, Maybe the black, a music yeah, video world premiere. Now, now when you when you watch BET, it's kind of like it's it's Baby Boy every other day. Wow. <laughs> they don't even have 106 in Park anymore, right? No. Nope. They, they, they killed that. They've killed everything. They they tried to bring shows from other networks on like Scandal or um, 
Is it Being Mary Jane? Being Mary Jane, mm-hmm. and then um, and I know they've now created like maybe two, three of their own shows. But, but who, who's like who's who's checking for them right now? Exactly, I feel like their approach is all wrong. And what yeah. I was gonna say earlier is just imagine if because you were saying why do people go to these big names, these other big names like Spotify or whatever? Imagine if the Joe Budden podcast was just like a show on BET like that'd be so lit what wonders that would do for the network and yeah. like if they were tuned into the culture and they would realize the importance of the Joe Budden podcast what I think so Conspiracy Chris comes out and mm-hmm. it's like okay I think what happened was the owner of BET the black guy he had realized that competition was coming from everywhere mm-hmm. he was like you know black people spend the most dollar we don't and I hate to say this we we don't we are a small percentage of the United States but we spend the most mm-hmm. so I think people started coming to him and saying hey I want your audience Viacom won out because they gave him the biggest check mm-hmm. I don't want to call him a sellout but that's basically what happened gotcha. I think I think BET then definitely could have Nurtured the next wave of Some, ownership. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Someone along the line chose the bag over their people. Exactly. So yeah. I think, and once the bag was chosen, I think the powers that be that now own BET said, okay, hey, scrap all this black creativity because we don't want black people to be creative. Mm-hmm. We just want them to watch Love and Hip Hop or like stupid reality shows don't get me wrong the reality I understand the role reality TV plays in the culture yeah because I, I feel I'm, like it could still play a part yeah, but I'm, let's have everything else too you know so I, I just I think they started solely catering to that like now mm-hmm. like does music come on BET still like other I music I, have not, you know, I'm, so I, I haven't seen it I, I don't they don't cater to that anymore, so I they're think... missing a big market because I know it was like a big hoopla, or you know, it was a great thing when HGTV got their first um, flip house show with the first black couple because mm-hmm. you know they had those flipping house yeah, shows yeah, yeah. with the couples, about, yeah. and they had like their first like black couple flipping house, and I was like, this is great! Like this for many years, I've been watching HGTV. I've seen like a handful of black people all yeah. together, and to have a whole show, the two leads are black. I was like, why didn't BT do this ten years ago? Exactly. Like we could have been had a, like, a house flipping show. Like, like this a, isn't new. On the Food Network, there was a black guy who cooked soul food. I'm like, yes. I'm like First of all, I don't even know how I was watching the Food Network, but <laughs> it was one of them days where I was just at the crib. I was off, mm-hmm. and I was flipping through channels, and I saw this brother on there. I was like, Wait this, a minute. this isn't Food Network, but <laughs> yes, it Lord is. and behold, it was Food Network, and he was like, yeah, so this is how you make the greens. You gotta add I was like, yo, why is <laughs> this on Food Network? You know what I mean? Why is this on Food Network at 4.30? Why isn't this on BET primetime? You know what I mean? Like... Six o'clock, cause that's when mm-hmm. we get home. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I'm like, yo, like I think BT probably has just what is it called? The talk or the real? It's the real. Is that on BT? Yeah, I think that's on. Yeah, it's BT. I thought so. Yeah, it's a BT show with like uh, Tia and all of them. Exactly. That's um, on BT. Yes. Hmm. And I think it's Tamara. That's on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's one married to the white man? Yes. It, yeah, it's that one. And there's yeah, like an Asian yeah, girl, and then there's Adrian Bellon, and yeah. then Lonnie Love. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. People used to have Tamar until she got fired. Yeah, people don't realize that Lonnie was a comedian before she yeah, took on the role. 
she took on the role of, you know, the, the female comedian community is shout out to them because they don't get as much love as they need oh, to. Oh, for real. Yeah. There's actually three black female comedians on Netflix right now. Really? They have comedy series and I'm very I'm very tuned into like stand up comedy yeah. that just may be me so that might be my bag I'm that I'm in yeah, but yeah they're on the comedy lineup and um, there's also another show on Netflix that's comedy based too but like it's just mini episodes and each episode is just a different comic yo Netflix is gonna run the world one day man like I feel like Netflix and like Amazon are gonna one day and I, this is just like I said this is conspiracy Chris mm-hmm. like if you see the tra- you know, the trajectory of like both companies like Netflix is just kind of owning the internet right now. They're owning content. Like, mm. yeah, Disney is trying to pull away, but Netflix already got the bag. And they're like, yo, yeah, take your stuff, but we're going to keep pumping out these live-ass shows. Mm-hmm. And I think the only company that really competes with them is HBO because HBO has the – they have built-in fans. Yeah. Game of Thrones, mm. Breaking Bad. like Insecure. Those, insecure, like those shows. Why is it that on BT? Exactly. <laughs> Those shows have a built-in community, so HBO's HBO's never going to go anywhere. But I don't think Netflix is trying to take the HBO. I think they're I think they're looking at the market like, yo, we're going to be cable network. Mm-hmm. We're going to be cable network. So I think what they're doing is they're pushing out all of the the little guys. Even the big companies are like, yo, we're Netflix. So I think they took place of Def Jam comedy. So they literally took that lane and just. We own that lane now, mm-hmm. so I I can't wait for them to start putting. They're gonna start putting like shows, like actual like concerts on there soon. I know it's coming. I mm-hmm. know it's coming. Yeah. Like 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 Beyonce. I, I know there's gonna be a big name artist who's gonna be like you know how like Beyonce did like the YouTube thing. I know it's coming mm-hmm. that one day it's gonna be like yo, if you have a Netflix su- subscription on the run. Part on two. the wrong yeah. part. You can, you, can, you can live stream. stream. Yeah. I know it's coming. It's got to be. They're playing with the idea. Hmm. Um, so if you're not thinking about that out there, definitely. Because that'd be great if they had the the Drake and the, the oh, uh, Three Amigos it's tour. Coming, you know, the, the Black Mirror show now. Mm-hmm. They're trying out that idea with the Black Mirror show. So mm. you know how you like interactive where you can choose your own. Their, the seeds are there. I see it. This is like I said. This is conspiracy, Chris. But I see it. I see it. <laughs> I now, like conspiracy. The, the Chris. reason the reason why I brought up Amazon and I feel like they're gonna like merge one day is because Amazon's literally they're owning the the warehouse. Like they they literally Whole own Foods. Whole Foods. They they bought Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, if if you had Amazon stock, kudos to you. Whew. Go you. <laughs> um, side note, just a little little deviation off of that. So. I always say, I talk about owning stocks, definitely have a 401k because in every 401k, there's a small piece of Apple in there. And no matter what 401k you have, there's a small piece of Apple in there. Okay. Definitely do that. If you're black, do it because 50 years down the line, ain't going to be no social security. Your mm-hmm. 401k is going to be your social security. Mm-hmm. You don't want that little piece of Apple because Apple's going to own the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like back back to conspiracy, Chris, I feel like it'll it's going to be a situation to where Amazon's going to push out the the Kroger's and the HBs of the world, and it's going to be like, yo, you walk into our spot and you just buy your own groceries. Yeah. And I think one day. Amazon's gonna turn its eyes to TV because they're already trying mm-hmm. with like you know their own products and whatnot. Amazon TV, all that kind of good stuff. I think they're gonna realize like, yo, Netflix, let's do this. Yeah, let's own the world. 
and it's going to become Skynet. Oh, <laughs> wow. And it's going to be the Terminator. It's coming. I'm telling you, it is coming. Like, I do not doubt you. Conspiracy Chris, I like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got some yeah, you've got some gears turning, I'm yeah. sure. People are like, wait a minute. Yeah, hey, look, man. <laughs> hey, you look you look at like that's just me, man. Um, so my, my Twitter and my Instagram are kind of like my personal accounts, but I'm transitioning them into business accounts, I guess, because I'm still gonna be me on the accounts. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have a business account and a Twitter like a personal account. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be kind of both so I could kind of navigate that world of Mm -hmm. being a creative um so as far as my instagram um you can find me at sir james 24 um my page is now unprivate so you can just follow me i'll follow back unless you like our hair page i'm not following Uh, um and then my twitter is I got to get this underscore right because I, I realized that I had an underscore. Uh. Um, my Twitter handle is at SirJames2408. Okay. Um, people always ask me why the 2408. I am the biggest Kobe Bryant fan that you will ever meet in your life. Really? Ever. Wow. I love, I love Kobe Bryant. I live by Kobe Bryant. If Kobe oh. Bryant sweated, I'd get it in a bottle. <laughs> Save it because that'd be like secret sauce for like Stop. whatever I need in my life. I'm serious. Is like, yeah. I used to have a friend that felt the exact same way, but for Iverson. Okay, I can I can see that. Yeah, Iverson they had to step over shirt like every time they appeared anywhere, they had to see him. Yep. Like, oh. I mean, I saw I saw look, I saw Kobe Bryant in Italy. I remember this like it was I was I was I was ten years old. That would have made Kobe twenty something. He went over there for God knows what. But I saw him play like a an exhibition game, and when I tell you that's, I was like, "Yo, he had just beat the case." <laughs> or no? How long ago? No, 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 no. Because I was eleven. Kobe's what forty something right now. He was maybe tw- shit. It, may, it might have been the case. <laughs> shit, it was, it was, I was like, "Is that ten years ago?" I like, don't know. Like twenty two, maybe twenty three, something around there. He'd won a championship. I know he had won a, I know, I know he had won a championship because mm-hmm. it was apparent because he had the, the, the shirt on. <laughs> he was stunned. But nah, like just seeing him in person was crazy. And that's something that I always hold near and dear. Like, yo, I saw Kobe Bryant in person when I was eleven. Wow. Crazy. crazy. Wow. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. I feel <laughs> that's one of my many I saw Prince too and he, he flicked his hair and, <gasps> and hit me. And I felt like all my all my bodily ailments went away. Oh my gosh! Stop yeah, it! Just, you melted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but thank you. I definitely enjoyed this. This was fun. I can't wait to um, post this so others can to be thankful for mm-hmm. your creative um, contributions to the world, and they'll find you on the Rioters Home mm-hmm. and hopefully pick up that hard copy book soon. Um, this is thankful with Tammy.